you're helping me in Mamre Shishi, I see it. And you guys are done. Firstly, it's the Kuzari, it's the king talking, so you've been given an outside perspective. It's not the Chacham, it's not the Yishkaid, it's rather the king as an observer. And he's going to give us a new perspective on Shabbos. Until now, the, in the previous ice we saw last time, what the Chavar told him is you see the difference between our Shabbos, which is uh, replete with Kedusha, as opposed to the attempts of the other religions to emulate it, whether it's with a Friday or a Sunday, and it's just, it doesn't be, it's just the comparison is similar to that of a statue to a person. It, it may be similar on the outside, but there's nothing else there. And therefore, the way that the Chavar spoke about Shabbos is a day which has spiritual content. Now the Kuzari is going to reply, and he's going to say from his perspective the value of Shabbos, and it's going to show us uh, maybe something which, as you in keeping Shabbos, we never thought about before. Which is why I understand the Bila Levi puts in the words of the Kuzari, it's like you know, the perspective of the world who sees us keeping Shabbos. And therefore, let's look at something interesting. Omar Kuzari. The Kuzari says, again, Nara Shishib Oisyut. I already, I already thought about about this idea, which this concept, which applies to Kaddishal Shabbos. And what does the Kazari understand in Shabbos? I see that Hashem has a reason to help you exist. In other words, I see in Shabbos Hakadosh Baruch Hu's plan to ensure Jewish survival. We're not going to get destroyed, and we're not going to get completely assimilated. And therefore, he, the reason Hashem gave us, or established this idea of Shabbos and Moed, is the greatest reason in setting Shabbos is because that way it's that's what maintains Yisrael's appearance and its glory, its identity. Why does Shabbos ensure Jewish survival? Listen to what the Kuzari says. Otherwise, without Shabbos, the other nations would have divided you up. And they would have taken your servants. Why? Because they also realize that Klai Yisrael are more intelligent, are more creative, are more resourceful. And therefore they would be the perfect servants. They would be the perfect people to work for them. As the Midrash Eicha says at the time of the Churban, that uh, they vied for who would be able to take slaves from the people of Yerushalayim. They were known for their Chachmah. They were known for their ability to be profitable to their masters. And now what stopped that happening? Like he's going to explain. What stopped that happening is the fact that the Jews wouldn't work on Shabbos. And if that's the case, as much as they were good workers and intelligent workers, it didn't pay the non-Jews to employ them, so to speak, or to enslave them, because they wouldn't get the service they wanted. So therefore the Khazari saying, if not for Shabbos, if not for Shabbos, so then what we would have been much more subjugated by the Goyim, who would have made use of us. But because they saw that Jewish people weren't prepared to Michal Shabbos, so then that lowered our usefulness to them as servants, and that is the second thing also. Not only would it be used because of our bina and our understanding in capacities and jobs which require a thoughtfulness or understanding, but also, 
They would have put you with those soldiers. In other words, uh, Klai Shal aren't maybe known for their physical uh, prowess. So why would we have been put with the soldiers? For the same reason. And that is, you need uh, ruffians who can go to war, which the going could provide many of them. But you also need uh, generals or these officers who are resourceful and can think and plan and strategize in the middle of a battle. And therefore, Klaushal would have been put to work. They would have used you uh, for your, the abilities that you would have been able to offer them. And if that's the case, you would have been subjugated much more. If not for the times that you decided that you're going to keep at any cost, it is Hazakas, because you say it's from Hashem, and there's a good reason to keep it. The reasons to keep it, you're going to see in a moment. And therefore, Mizraim saw that they couldn't, so to speak, exploit Taishal that way, because it wouldn't help. In fact, we're going to be most nefesh and Shmir Shabbos. So then that takes down the amount of, so to speak, usefulness we are to the guy. It doesn't help you to have officers in battle who are not showing up one day. We, we can't run a war like that. A war like that. Didn't Haman say something like this? That they're less productive, these people, because they're always saying a job is today. So that's true. But that's what stopped them being productive. In Haman's worldview, have you been more productive, it would have been wonderful. From our worldview, it would have been terrible, because then we would have been more assimilated. Then no, we would saying, have been didn't, used. Didn't Haman realize because what are the reasons we have to keep in Shabbos? Zeich al-Mas is Bereshis, Zeich al-Sis Nitzrayim, Zeich It's interesting. On Shabbos we say Zeich al-Mas is we say in the Kiddush. The idea of Shabbos was established as a reminder of Mas Bereshis. Zeich al-Sis Nitzrayim, we also have. Again, it's part of the Kiddush. That uh, even though the idea of Shabbos really was because of Mas Bereshis, but like everything else, we keep in Shabbos because it's one of the mitzvahs we got, Zeich al-Sis Nitzrayim. Which you mentioned. Uh, and you can say with, even without the Ramban, if you're going to go to the Mahanach of the Ramban. So Yisus Mitzrayim was Megali and Maes Iberatius. Right, so what we saw, we can then understand back what we didn't see. But what's interesting is it adds Zeichel and Matantara. Zeichel and Matantara, that's not something we say specifically in Shabbos, those words. It doesn't say Zeichel and But nevertheless, we are mentioning Matantara in Shabbos. When we talk about, when we have Matantara on the Shabbos, we talk Yisrach Moshe. Remembering so, so why Taka? What's Taka the Keshet of Matan Torah? Yeah, the, the Keshet of Matan is that we will do the Torah of Matan Torah. One of the things that they receive Shabbos, that reminds the Matan Torah too. Not because it was on Shabbos, not because Matan Torah was on Shabbos. That's also true, but that's not what we have to remember about it. And therefore, all these things are from Hashem that that, got, that warned you to keep it. And that's the first point. So the, the first observation that Kazari makes is that the fact you keep in Shabbos is what's prevented you being exploited much more by the God. Which means that even though they would want to enslave Klai Yisrael, they had to admit to some extent that Klai Yisrael most inevitably just doesn't work. Can't enforce it? Can't enforce that they can't There were definitely times in history where they enforced us to Mechal Shabbos. Whether it was in the Bashti. communist Russia, or whether it was in the camps, wherever it was, Vashti uh, also forced Jewish girls to look at Shabbos. You can enforce it, but again, like, also, like people who were there, like Vilinsky and others will tell you, Clients were not happy workers and not willing workers on Shabbos. They did everything they could to get out of the races and to not to work properly, whatever it's going to be. So of course, if you're just using people as slave laborers, so then you can force them to work any time. But if you want them for their dice, you want them to be so to speak, you know, productive workers, 
you want them for a certain matter they have, so then you need a word that they needed to cooperate with you. And if those who weren't prepared to cooperate on Shabbos, so then they couldn't use them. Isn't he being sized for himself? Because that is the way Hashem is orchestrated. Right. So even that, he also agrees that the reason we give for Shabbos is because that's what it says in the third. He thinks he knows better right. than Hashem. Not, not better, but he says, I see the result. And by giving you Shabbos, is the way Hashem preserved you. And Hashem kept you so as that a... that must be part of the master plan? Right. And the emphasis, you see this. The Shechot Tzchayim writes about this in the few of his story. He talks about Shabbos as that as long as people are keeping Shabbos, so then there's the a barrier. The, right, the sign is still on the door. Same. It's not sure there's still a barrier that keeps them as Jews. And now they made it. They're not going to be able to intermingle too much with the Goyim because of a certain restriction. Whereas regular Mechal and Shabbos, so then they, they can be employed in whatever non-Jewish field it is because they, there's nothing stopping them. For example, there was a story about the athletes or sportsmen, wherever it is, who would otherwise be taken out by non-Jewish teams or sports clubs, whatever it is. But they're not prepared to play on Saturday, so they're, they're pretty useless as a play. So imagine that'll stop them being used by the goyim, whatever it is, because of Shabbos. But once Shabbos doesn't become a factor anymore, so then uh, then there's much more of a likelihood that they're going to be uh, taken, so to speak, into Gosh's side. That's the first point he says. And that is the second point. A separate point, also fascinating to see. If not for Shabbos, None of you would ever wear clean clothing. And you would never have a way to gather to remember your Torah. Because of the loneliness that you were subjected to because as a result of the goddess. Which means, he's not saying that the, the going didn't let us keep Shabbos. He's saying that Kaiso would have gotten to a stage where there would have been no reason to celebrate. When goddess is just one dreary existence of punishment and persecution, so what's going to cause us to be happy? There's, no, there's nothing look good on the horizon to look forward to. We're just subject to endless persecution and discrimination. So what's going to cause us to celebrate? What's going to cause us to, uh, so to speak, connect to a certain feeling of satisfaction or greatness or nothing? Nothing. There was, no other, there was nothing else that Taisha had to look forward to. Fact, the fact that the Shabbos. And the fact that therefore you have to dress to put on proper clothing for Shabbos and wash for Shabbos and prepare for the Shabbos means that there's now an occasion which Kai Yisrael have something to look forward to. There's an occasion which Kai Yisrael have to, like uh, they used to say in the expression in Europe, that uh, on Shabbos every Jew is a prince. They could have been a, a peddler, they could have been a pork, whatever they were during the week, on Shabbos they're the prince. Without the Shabbos, there, there would nothing which would make them feel like that or act like that. They didn't have other reasons to be Samaritan. But once this happens, so that, that makes purpose. That gives Kaisha something to look forward to, something to live towards and to act as a Ben Melech on Shabbos. And without we wouldn't do it. I mean, think, in, 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 we're not even in the times of persecution, but uh, for most people, without Shabbos, who's going to set the table with the fancy tablecloth and uh, put on their best clothing? Really, we can do it. It's just routine and no, if everyone's had food to eat and you can get them to see the reason, oh, you're happy. No one's going to go to the extra effort of making a master out of a regular night. What gives the, what makes that opportunity is Shabbos. And therefore, he says that without that, we would have been much more, uh, so to speak, traumatized or depressed by the effects of goddess. Shabbos gave us an opportunity to fill out Nehemiah. Not only that, it gave us a chance to gather to hear the Torah. So, my friends, the Torah. 
And uh, even today, Baruch Hashem, we're in a situation where we can daven in every single tefillah. We can then turn every single day. But for a lot of times, in prayers in Kriyash, well, just in the halacha, used to make me on Shabbos. In the weeks, everyone was in his field, everybody was plying the road with whatever trade they had. And Kriyash Shabbos, they got together to daven. They got together to Kriyash Shabbos. As you take in Israel, that would read the Torah, so that way there would, there would be a kibbutz, uh, an opportunity to mechazek ourselves in Rufin Yusuf. Which means the same two things. We have a chance to feel a little bit more of Menuchas and Nefesh. We can feel better about ourselves physically. At the same time, it's an opportunity to mechazek ourselves in Rufin The Shabbos provided that beacon, where otherwise it would have been a very dark existence for Kaisha. And this is the next point. You would never enjoy a day in your whole life. However long you have to be, there would never be a day which you misname, which you're trying to enjoy. And now, as well, one sixth of your time, you have And it makes a situation that Aina Sarim Yukhilimila. Compared to, yeah, so it makes a cheshbun. And if you work at all the time of the year, the Shabbos of the year, it comes out after one seventh of the days, he works out after one sixth of the days. Um, to do that, you have to add Rosh Chodesh for the Cheshmer. Also, okay, can you add with the din of being a certain level of celebration on, on Rosh Chodesh as well? Either way around, he says that way, the Yom Tov and the Shabbosis give Klai Yisrael a chance to feel a sense of what they were meant to be. And uh, I think it's famous, but I want to mention it anyway, because it's just like the Akhenginsky, when he was trying to explain the Mail of Shabbos, he always used to tell the story of when he was in the Siberian labor camp. So he was there together with the elite of the Lithuanian government, the Lithuanian army that wasn't taken to exile, just like the Yishu And he said that he noticed that there was a, one particular fellow inmate who every few days would like get up early and bury it under his bed and take uh, out this parcel and put on a jacket and like, march up and down the room a few times and then tuck it up and quickly put it back into his hiding place again. And eventually asked him, what do you do? So the man said, I used to be the general of the Lithuanian army. But we were no match for the rationalists. So we got over and then I'm sitting here as a prisoner in a prison camp. So he said, I'm scared that I'm going to feel like a prisoner. I'm going to forget that I used to be a general. So I managed to hide my general's jacket with all my emblems and all my rank on it. And every so often I feel I have to wear it, and much like a general, to feel that's what I'm really a general. I'm just happy to be in jail right now. And Bianca Gusky wants to tell the story to explain exactly this point. And that is, that's what Shabbos does for Kali One day a week, we put on our best clothing, and we can feel we're Ben Melech. We might be subjugated, we might be in Goddess, we might be something else which is exciting or inspiring in our lives when we're facing the persecutions of Goddess. But one day a week, we have that ability to reconnect to that Yisrael. In Shabbos, we're in Melech. And... That gives us that, that ability to withstand the rest of the gods. And like he said, without Hashem telling us to do that, we wouldn't do that on our own. We wouldn't make a day where we're going to celebrate and put on our fancy foods and put on our best clothes. It's only because the Torah is mitzavah, that's what makes Kaisal do. But at the same time, that preserves Kaisal's morale. That gives Kaisal a sense of identity. And he says, now, what you gain from Shabbos, ain't has sorry mikhaili melech. Even the rulership, even the ministers of the non-Jewish countries, they can't equal that. They can't be Yahudah. Why? Listen, 
Because there is no menuchas and nefesh. Why does that Why does no menuchas and nefesh? They can definitely enjoy themselves. They can definitely party. They can definitely put on a lavish spirit. But there is no menuchas and nefesh. Why not? If something would happen that on their day of rest, never would be, they would need to do work. They need to go somewhere. They would do it. And if that's the case, even if right now they're relaxing, even if right now they're not working, but the knowledge that, so to speak, we're on call, and that if necessary, we're going to do whatever Melacha it is, means no Melacha Senefesh. And this is another side of the lady, which talks about other places too, like Shabbos. What does it mean Melacha Senefesh? Melacha Senefesh is not working. I'm not doing Melacha. What's Melacha Senefesh? Melacha Senefesh comes from the fact I know that I'm for sure not going to do Melacha. So I can relax. If a person is on Hatsana, and he has a beep in his pockets, and even if right now he's doing nothing, when he has any second to go off, he's going to have to run on the call. So there's not, there's not, maybe right now he has a nukhasa good. There's not a nukhasa nefesh. Because he's always expecting, am I going to have to go and do something? So the person who has his Amin telephone in his pocket. Right. So he's not a nukhasa nefesh. But uh, a person who, the beep is fished off. So now they can't reach me. So now there's nothing else going to disturb me. Ah, nukhasa nefesh. Then I can, so to speak, I can focus on other things because I'm not I'm no longer even psychologically mentally bound to what I might have to do so, so says the Kuzari the matter of the fact on Shabbos you can't do Melacha is that when it comes to Shabbos like Chazal say I know for sure there's nothing for me to do and therefore I can relax the business can wait whatever it is can wait I can't do it I won't do it anything to do with me then I can do better anyway okay so now I can experience the Nukhasa Nefesh but the Sarim who don't have a Melacha so even if right now they're be'atsim on vacation mode, but anything could disturb that. And they know that too. And if that's the case, they can have a nukh so they can't have a nukh so nefesh. Now, that's the second point he says. So besides the fact that it protects us from being drafted into the service of the game, because they know we're not going to help them on Jarvis, we're not going to be uh, the servants they want. And besides the fact that it bolsters the morale and gives Chayisrael a sense of what the Chayisrael is meant to be. And now this is the last point, and this is amazing, because it's the Gemara, so we know it. The other two points that the Gemara said until now, as an observer, he could have seen. This point he must have known about. It's not something you would have seen otherwise. Look what he says. Everything you're working for could have been taken away from you. If Chayisrael being subjugated by the Goyim, means that Kaishal could get despoiled by the Goyim. Kaishal could get robbed. Kaishal could lose all their possessions and no one would stand up for them. And if that's the case, with Ash Shabbos and Yom Tov, everything you make and everything you have could really be taken away from you. You weren't protected by the law. You weren't protected by the police. You didn't, couldn't protect yourselves. So you were open to anybody who wanted to, to you know, vandalize or steal or do it or whatever they wanted to do. And how does Shabbos stop that? How does Shabbos prevent that? He says, what the amount you spend on Shabbos is It's a revach for you in this world. And this is the Gemara. The Gemara says that what a person spends on Shabbos, Hashem pays back. Now, what he's saying is, the Gemara says, what a person says, Hashem pays back. But he's saying an extra clinch. And that is, if I have money in my house, the Goyish never wants to break in with an axe that's still on his own, I can do about it. But, if I've spent it on Shabbos, so now Hashem has to pay me back. And He can look after it until He pays it back also. You can't take it away from me. 
it's Kilo Hashem Ozbi the Mani. In the meantime, I'm thinking, is it back to me? He's looking after it. And therefore, he says, without Shabbos, whatever a person would make, it was always at the mercy of him of it being taken away from him. But with Shabbos, it's now Kilo, a person can invest. Because the money he spends on Shabbos, he's going to get back. And Hashem can give it back until, he gives, until Hashem gives it back to him. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to guard it. He doesn't have to look after it. It's Kilo held to him in Shemayim. If that's the case, Memele, a person has that it's an interesting point, a person has an extra level of confidence spending his money on Shabbos. Because the money I put on Shabbos is like I put into a safe investment account. I don't have to worry about the guarding anymore, you can't take it away from me. And I get, I get paid back twice. Besides the fact that what I spend on Shabbos, I can enjoy on Shabbos. And besides the fact that I get a schar for the mitzvah as well, if this is in my bar. But besides that, it's the safest thing to do with my money. Because in a place where my money is not safe, if I can invest it in Hashem, it's the best thing to do. Fine. So we see here, again, from the from the non-Jewish perspective, besides the fact that we know, Shabbos is the bridge between us and Hashem, Shabbos reminds us of the Munah, and that, uh, the, the, and Yisrael Mitzrayim, like we saw about the Torah, from the non-Jewish perspective, what's the, what did Shabbos do for the Jewish people? It protected them from being drafted into the service of the non-Jewish armies, the non-Jewish... Uh, an ability to, to work for them or to advise them, that's the first part. Besides that, it gave them something to look forward to, something to act as an ability, something to kind of get a taste of what Israel was meant to be in Shabbos, when we were forced to dress up and act the part of the that was, and that Otherwise, we would never do that, because there was nothing else which would, which would encourage us in the circumstances we, which we were in, to, 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 to celebrate. We didn't have anything else to celebrate. And besides to that, it also is the best guarantee in the world. Because what else would we have if we did get money, whatever it's going to be, if we you get on, what, else, what other way do we have to protect it? There was nothing to say to protect us. And therefore, Shabbos gives an opportunity to protect us. Because what we spend on Shabbos, now, now Hashem is to look after and things going to give back to us. Okay, and therefore, in all these areas, in all these areas, Shabbos saved Klai Yisrael. That's uh, one of the contemporaries of of Rabbi Yosef and Ezra. Rabbi Yosef, they quote each other. And that's the famous line that everyone says in Zeres. Ki Ashmer Shabbos, Kal Yishmerin. That the Shmira of We Shemir Shabbos, but really Shabbos is Shemir Shabbos. That the, that the, the Maila of Shabbos, which we are most nervous to keep, but it works the other way around. That's what Vatim kept playing. 